You're tuned into Art Goon Radio, brought to you by UTB Worldwide. Download our app, available in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. It's just a lifestyle. Don't trip. Kent, but some of the ladies do call me Superman. It's your boy, Big Cali. Your boy, Kelly Kell, Coach K. Dream half, Rare Argoon. <laughs> yeah, you know it is, and this is Argoon Radio, man. And uh, today we're going to start off real smooth, like one of my favorite records. Just have to give reverence to this man, Mr. John Coltrane, Love Supreme. And I know a lot of y'all like, oh, he started the game with some jazz on us. You know, on a beautiful it, Sunday. On a beautiful Sunday, but uh, real talk. Uh, this is this is one of my uh, f- one of my favorite tracks, and it was uh, my father's favorite track. And uh, R.I.P. Yeah, this is uh, definitely one of the, these uh, tough weeks for me. If uh, anybody around me knows me, you know anybody who's close to me, you know knows this is definitely a tough week. I lost my father uh, five years ago around this time. And uh, my parents would have had their 29th wedding anniversary around this time. So, bless, you know, it, it, it's a bittersweet thing. It's been a journey. Uh, a lot of people, you know, it's a sour subject to talk about. Quote, unquote, death or lie, all that stuff. No one wants to talk about it usually. But I've, I've just now came in into my time where I can actually talk about it without getting real emotional, without getting real, you know, hysterical or emo. And that's what it is, man. Cause <laughs> I have to say, like, you know, Big C gets, does get emo sometimes. It gets yeah. crazy, just man. a little bit. <laughs> you know, especially when it comes to like losing someone who's really, really close to you. Real you know? talk. Yeah. But my daddy was one of the coldest players I ever met in my life. Yes, sir. You know, he, I can vouch for that. <laughs> one of the best chefs I ever Hello. had and tasted his cuisine. I can definitely vouch for that too. And he definitely gave me one of my many gifts was. The musical selection I know I grew up listening to nothing but Jazz and Old R&B, Frank Sinatra Dean Martin Yep, I feel like a lot of people don't really know that about you Big C Because you be you be DJing a lot of parties <laughs> Yeah, exactly but Big C is very culture within older music A lot Trust of jazz, me. a lot of oldies Big C is probably the Not too many people can see Big C When it comes to <laughs> yep. 80s, 70s 60s. And 60s. Yep. <laughs> Across the board, all genres. And yep. I'm talking like history of the music, too. Like, I'll tell you how the record came together. Yeah. yeah how yeah. it got put together, what label was on, what was the. Like, I just. I'm a music junkie. And I have to give it to my father because I had one of them. I didn't have the dad where I can get in his car and be like, Dad, I don't like this. Change it. <laughs> now, <laughs> you going to listen to this. you going to listen to this. you going to learn. I'm like, Dad, come on, man. You over here dropping me off. At school, listening to Miles Davis, everybody looking at me weird. <laughs> I'm listening to Kind of Blue, 
in the fourth grade. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> we listening to BB King on a Saturday. Yeah. I'm like, man, can you put on some pop or some Snoop or yeah. something? He's like, I don't need all that hip hop. You gonna listen to music? They don't even know how to write. They don't even write the music. This I'm is like, real music. <laughs> listen to this, boy. And it's crazy, man. And literally, but the older I've gotten throughout the time, you know, throughout me just doing my journeys and doing my research, I realized my pops was putting me on some of the coldest classical masterpieces that influenced modern music the way we appreciate it nowadays. And, and if it wasn't for these pioneers, and if it wasn't for these innovators, do it. Like, even for this track alone, like, not to even get on a big spill about it, but Love Supreme, he locked himself in a, I don't want to say basement, what's it called when it's of an attic? attic yeah. Like, he had a second level of his house. He locked himself in that house for almost a month. Didn't even, like, see his... He saw his kids to eat. His wife just basically was like, hey, yo, yo, father's up there trying to do something. <laughs> and he created Love Supreme as his, as his ode to God, basically. You see this story that Big C's telling right now? Who knows stories? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows those back-end stories like that? You know, it's just crazy, though. So if you listen to it, it's just like... Even all the greats, Santana, B.B. King, they all listen to Love Supreme as, like, their oracle. And this is something my dad was listening to around the house all day, every day. Making some gumbo? Making gumbo. <laughs> Pork frying <chops>. up, <laughs> Frying up some catfish, something, you know, doing that. So, in the end, man, I just I wanted to start the whole the whole wave off just basically giving up props to pop. I mean, props to my dad, man, because he's not here to enjoy this. I know, and Reem knows, Kel knows, if he was here, he'll be all up in here. Yeah, he'd have been in the kitchen yep, yep. cooking. He'd have had the whole place smelling like gumbo. <laughs> it'd have been popping, man. Mm-hmm. And I know he'd have just loved seeing like all three of us black men doing something positive, not out here trying to rob somebody, not here trying to fake it, sneaking and geeking, whatever you can say. <laughs> <laughs> we, we out here doing it ourselves, just using our platform for something good, pushing the culture for it. Yes, so, I mean... Honestly, it's a bittersweet feeling, and I'm actually happy I'm doing this show as my way of talking about it and can laugh about it and be happy and rejoice, you know, the great times. Yeah, you know what else, Big C? A lot of people don't show enough love to Pops, you know? Everybody show love to Mama, you know They what I'm show, dude. Right. You just don't be showing love to Pops, man. Mama get all the love, man. Mom, oh, it's Mother's Day. They get all Mama. the shout-outs. Here, how about this? Tell me, tell me a dad record. <laughs> I can't tell you one. I know, I know at least 50 mom dedicated records. Yep. If anyone knows a daddy record, someone that's represented to the fathers out there, let me know. Because we'll play it. Because, I mean, honestly, there are great dads out there. I hate that the, especially great of, of African-American, Mexican, brown descent. They are fathers out there that are taking care of their responsibilities, yep, yep. doing their yep. thing and raising great men. Right. And that's, I want to use my platform to push that message yep. and starting with just repping for my dad. Because, I mean, everyone has a story. Right. Everyone has their <laughs> background or what they did. I could have said, oh, I wish you would have did this. I wish you would have did that better. But it's like, man, my dad was a young guy like I am. Yep, just trying, just trying to, figure, to it figure it out. out like <laughs> I was, you know, I, the older I get, the more I understand that overall message, and the more I understand like what we even went through, right? And why yeah. he was always on my bumper so hard, and we butt eggs. I was like, bro, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that. He's like, well, I'm trying. Like at yeah, least I yeah. told you straight up, <laughs> and I'm like, that ain't good enough. <laughs> you know, just young dumb kids stuff, and I know it now 
as an adult, like what he was giving me, and I appreciate those gifts and those gems, you know. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of things you think about in retrospect, especially with parents, you definitely realize this. You know, like you said, we're all human. And even me having super young parents, my mom had me at 19, so... That's crazy. You know, by the time I was about eight, you know, she was 27. You know what I mean? Young in the game, just trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't even a thought yet. You know when what I mean? My, my parents was 27 years old. Dang. My parents had me at 36, 37, so I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite side of the spectrum. Right. That's crazy. Now, Kelly, your particular situation was... Just so interesting to me is like, because your mom was so young having you, y'all relationship was so tight. Definitely. And now was your, for people who don't know, your biological father, was he in that picture or was he or how did that go? Not at all. Um, My biological father was two years younger than my mom. So imagine when my mom found out when she was pregnant at 18, he was only 16. You know what I mean? So that's what, six, uh, junior? Yeah, I think he was a junior. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, man, and, and he definitely wasn't there. He was there until I was about born. And wow. then I probably seen him uh, a couple times until I was about two years old. And then my mom uh, took me, and, and uh, I haven't seen him since. <laughs> but it wasn't, my mom didn't, I want to clear that up. My mom didn't take me. <laughs> and, and and just you know just denied him. Yeah, <clears throat> he um was funny. I just found out that he was this whole time from from the time about two to about nineteen. He was about thirty miles away from me at all times. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and that's crazy to to I'm know. Sorry, you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he's supposed to be positive and so on. Thirty fucking miles away. Crazy man. He was an hour bus ride away. An hour bus ride, bro. Come on, man. See, that's where... And you know what's even funnier? My first time ever meeting him mm-hmm. was my senior game at Canyon Springs High School against King, and it was right after the game. Are you kidding Big me? Big black dude just staring at me, and I look at I him I mean, like, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, huh? It was crazy. It was like Did a, you kill that was, game? It was like a TV show. Did you kill that game? Uh, I had about, like, <laughs> 18, I think. Something this like is, that. Dre B actually got off that game. This, <laughs> this question is off subject, but was Kawhi playing on King? Nah, nah, he wasn't. He wasn't. This is okay. 05, so uh, my... Who was, who was on that team? A couple people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Car- Carlin Brown? Yeah, he was on there. He was a sophomore. Okay. You know what I mean? Shout out my boy Carlin. Yeah, man, but... So he just met you at the game. He met me at the did game, he, bro. Did you ever find out how he knew you were playing? Did he, like, look so, in a newspaper? Nah, nah, you know, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? He has two twin brothers that one of them I kind of kept in touch with throughout my life. Yeah. And uh, he came to a game a couple games previous to the game he came to. And I guess he just told him my ad- address and he just pulled up. That's crazy. Didn't even know who he was, man. So, did you just not... Did, so, when I was talking about my father and father in your life... Did you have that male perspective? Definitely, I was. Person? I was. I was one of the lucky ones because my uh, mother married my stepfather when I was about six years old. Dang. So I was the lucky one that actually had a father figure that you know was there. And he never present. left. They're and they're still married nah. to this day. They just celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary about two Damn. weeks ago. Shout out my nigga David, man. Shout out David, man. We like that. Black we like that. Man. Black love. <laughs> he came in, but he came in and did. Significantly, someone else's job. Yeah, definitely. He could have came in and been like, "Well, that ain't my son. I'm with you." And you know, nah, he totally, he totally embraced me, man. And, and and like you said, in retrospect, now I even appreciate him more than ever. That's crazy. He put me on a lot. 
That's deep, man. Well, I mean, and it's just in that in that particular perspective is literally you experience what a lot of people the stepfather yeah. way of getting rid. But I'm sure there was a lot of times where, whether ever times where you were just like, dog, you're not my dad. Like, I'm not listening to you. Bro. I'm not. I, I know you probably did that a couple of times, bro. I'm not listening to you. You're it not was... my father. You're you're with my mom. You're my mom's yeah. boyfriend. You're not my dad. Yeah, yeah. I know you tried to pull that card a couple of times. I pulled bro. that card a couple times. Definitely. The one I remember the most was um <laughs> Actually it was two. We can two talk of about them. it. We can talk about Actually it was two times. One of them. One of them was when I was really young when they first kind of got married. Uh-huh. And as an only child, you know, all I really had was my like TV and my little movie cassettes. So yeah. I would always watch like DuckTales and stuff on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And I kept rewinding the tape, rewinding the tape. And he came in and was like, nah, no more, no more rewinding, no more. <laughs> and I was just like, dang, man, get off my back. <laughs> and then from then, I was just kind of like, little, like, bro, why are you coming in here trying to regulate? Right. But the last one I remember when I was about, I think, a sophomore or junior, me and him got into it. I had a progress report, and you know. <laughs> Y'all got into it on the progress report? Yeah, man. I had to pull out some 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 heavy hitters. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to pull it out, man. You ain't my father. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, it was just a little drama. Now, when man. he did that, now, you don't have to get into detail, because that's just probably me, me being nosy, but right. it's like, literally, did, did that affect your relationship, you saying that to him? Or did he just embrace that? How did he flip that back on you, if you remember? Mm, he, it didn't really affect it at all. I mean, you know, me and him are, are two passionate people, and yeah. we kind of just bumped heads for, just in that moment. And, I, you know, afterwards, it was a little emotional, but we got over it in about a week. That's tight, man. That's <laughs> maybe, tight. maybe less than that. See, because that was that was really a lot of my problem with my dad, because he had just such great expectation for me. I feel you. But on the flip side, it's like I had such great expectation for him, too. As a father. Yeah. Because I watch, like you said, early child, we watch a lot of TV, watch a lot of, you know, uh, movies. We'll be like, this is what a family should be. Right. This ain't it. <laughs> what are you doing? Family matters. Family matters. <laughs> you know, I would say the Cosby show, but, you know, Bill, I don't know. Damn, that's we'll just, we'll yeah, just we leave that alone. We'll just leave that alone. We'll leave that alone right now. But, uh, yeah, man, I remember I was just like, this ain't, you, we should be like the hugs. Like, what's up, man? Right, like, right. what's good? My mom works, she's a nurse, you know, dad's and shit should be perfect. Yeah. But it, it, that's a fake figment imagination in your head is not real. Definitely. And that was, but I was so good with my tongue and so good with my brain, I would just lash at him. Mm-hmm. And we will just have such battles to the point where it was like a lot of things that you could say happened in my life was me almost rebelling or trying to like go against him Yeah, when he was really just trying to help me, but he was kind of bad at talking about it. I was kind of bad at talking about it. So we just clash, clash yeah. into literally maybe a, Oh Jesus. This is where I get kind of emotional. It's like literally almost a month, maybe three weeks or a month before he even passed away Dang. is when we finally learn how to talk to each other. You're my dad. I love you. Yeah. And I remember that was like one of the last things before he passed away, like literally two days before he passed away. He uh, literally like had a back problem, or he was like, "Oh, my back hurts." And he was like, "You mind like making some grits for me?" Because that's it's funny. But as a chef, five star chef, his favorite breakfast was grits, boiled hot dogs, and gr- and grapefruit. And he, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a five star. He's a five star chef. He can make eggs, Benedict, a holiday sauce, whatever, whatever. Come on, great guys, whatever combo. shit you can eat at your fire's restaurant, he can make it. You know, whatever, but. He wanted just eggs, I mean, uh, boiled eggs, 
hot dogs, boiled hot dogs in the same water, okay, <laughs> and grits. So he was like, can you just make that for me? And I was like, yeah, I'll make it for you. He was like so shocked that I did it, like I offered to do it. He was like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate you doing that. And he just looked at me. I was like, dad, why are you looking at me like that? Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, you're my dad. Of course, I'm like, you're, you're freaking in pain. I got you. He was like, you know, I, I just know you're busy and I know you're doing a lot, but I just... I just really appreciate you doing. That. I really, I really love you, son. And he always told me that. That's he always told me he loved me. He always, That's you know, real. did that. And to the that was literally two days or a day before he passed away. That was like one of our last conversations. Was That's literally real. him just saying, "Yeah, I love you. Thank you for helping me, man." That's I tight. really appreciate. It. Now I hear my voice trembling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm being cool, but it's just like, damn, like it's crazy. Like he, I don't even. I wish I could be in his mind because I feel like he knew then what was going on. But he was just like. I know you couldn't even accept it if I told you something. Yeah, no way. No, I know you couldn't even accept it, so it just has to happen, and you and your mom are about to become the closest ever. And don't trip. I'm your guardian angel for life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, to get on that note, shout out, you know, Grand Cop. Shout out all fathers out there. We're going to come into the second part. We're going to come into our special guest coming in. And then my man Regal come in with his personal story. <laughs> it's going to be real nice and real beautiful, man. This is Argoon Radio. It's your boy, Big Cali. Let's go.
what it is, man. It's the man with the plan. I ain't Clark Campbell. Some of the ladies do call me Superman. It's your boy, Big Cali. Your boy, Kelly Kel. Rare Argoon Tream Hefner. Yeah, you back on with Argoon Radio, man. So, now that I didn't got all that emotional part <laughs> out the way, <laughs> that was a lot. Nah, but um, we got... We got a definitely a very special person in the house today, man. A very, very special person to me. A lot of y'all think I'm a genius and very prolific and prophetic. <laughs> prolific just be- and prophetic. <laughs> just, because of, just because of me, but this man next to me is a, is a lot of the reason because of that. He dropped a lot of game on me, a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is Original. My, my, my father. <laughs> Papa Bear. What it do, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Man, we doing great, man. I'm, thanks for coming on the show, man. Especially this episode means a lot, man. We we doing it for the fathers, man. They don't get enough. They, <laughs> they don't. don't. Get, they don't get enough pu- a pub, man. They don't. Mother's Day, you see a Mother's Day commercial be for Zales and Diamonds. You see Father's <laughs> Day be for Wranglers. Like they don't. <laughs> it be crazy. Man. So how's everything going with you? Well, everything's going really good, um, especially since uh, I got this invite to come and uh, participate in you guys' little adventure here, and I think it's going to think it's going to do well. I think it's going to do well. The the first thing that I would like to bring up, because my boy, shout out my boy DJ English, he he called me as soon as LeBron got traded. Yes, as soon as he got (laughs) traded. But I told him this probably about two years ago before the Cavs and before the Cavs won the Warriors in the uh, in the finals. My dad was the first person to tell me that LeBron was going. <laughs> LeBron was going to the Lakers. He said, "Watch out, boy! You know he's going to the Lakers." And I was like, "All right, we'll see." You know what I'm saying? And he was he was right. You know. So I want to touch on. Like, you could have betted me a million dollars. I'd have never thought LeBron was coming to the Lakers. I was fifty fifty. I didn't with see it. it. Kel, did you see it? I I didn't see it. No, but yeah. I read. I remember reading an article when he was still on the Heat. Before he went back to the Cavs, mm-hmm. saying that he could possibly be a Laker before his career is over, and I never thought I'd see it. Yep. How'd crazy. you call that, Papa Bear? How'd you know that that was about to happen? <laughs> well, I really didn't know. I, I just flipped a coin. <laughs> 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 but but in reality, I I, I had been watching Le, LeBron uh, because Reem had uh, told me about him. You know, when uh, he was in high school, and I I, I didn't pay. There's a lot of good players that come out of high school <laughs> but uh i started watching them and i really wasn't sold i was sold on my generation kareem and magic <laughs> and, okay. and, and all of those Showtime. yeah so right so you know it's pretty hard to move somebody out of that but <laughs> uh a couple of years ago uh it looked like to me that lebron was at peace with himself mm, right. and uh he could he had some things that he wanted to do and then after he did those things, like even go back to where he had been before, which a lot of people will never go back. Right. And, right. and he went no back and, and got that straight. Cause I was, I was glad when he left Cleveland in the first place, yeah. but <laughs> you know, when he, when he left him you. in the first place, but uh, I didn't think that he did it quite the right way. I right. thought yeah, that it, 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 and yeah. I think that brought a lot of anguish on him Yeah, and a lot of, he, it the pulled decision. in a lot of yeah, it, it pulled in a lot of haters. Yeah, and yeah, so it took a while to break all that down. But I think once he he made peace with himself and went back to Cleveland, then you know his legacy is pretty much set. He probably won't get seven, eight championships, and you know that's not the whole deal. But yeah, yeah. I think he was just at peace with himself, and he wanted to do some things for his family, right? And his business in Los Angeles 
is the place. Prime I time, mean, yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's the headquarters of the uh, NBA as far as right. the modern NBA is concerned. Yeah, you know, right. A lot of people want to throw Boston in and others, and they, they've had good teams, but everything was kind of rotating around the Lakers, and this gave him a chance to get the exposure, yeah. and I think it just worked out. So I just, you know, to me it looked like it was going to be a natural fit yeah, if yeah. the Lakers could get the right management together, yeah. and that's what they did. did. That. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. And that. I love what they're doing with the Lakers too. All yeah. the pieces they're doing. Yeah. Right. Because you can tell they're getting playmakers instead of Bron's usual team where it's, it's just a bunch of shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're getting people that can actually do things. Man, that, we, have that the got crazy, we have the craziest team in the NBA right now. I'm just going to just throw Bro, that The out locker there. room is lit. The locker room. <laughs> I wish I would pay $10 a month just to see inside footage of that locker Lance room every Stevenson, game. Bron. <laughs> My man, Beasley. Beasley. <laughs> crazy Beasley. Rondo, <laughs> Rondo, you know what it's I mean? just a bunch of people who nobody. They all like them, and they all could do something. But it's a bunch of what ifs yeah. and maybes. They're they're dogs, but all of them are dogs. They all have pedigree. And Bron, like, I feel like Bron has like he. All the people that play good against him, those mm-hmm. are people that he wanted on his team. Yeah, you know the Lance Stevensons, the 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 Rondos, the, even the Beasley. Beasley used to be nice, right? The, peop- the I people I don't know nothing about Beasley. I'm gonna come auto. Him and KD yeah. was going at it 07 in college. Yeah, he went to oh, he went to Kansas State. Kansas right. State. Okay, yeah. he's a big time player. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a big was, time. Player. Was he big in uh, New York also? Was he pretty big? Like, what was his know. standout? Like, what was his standout in the NBA? Yeah. Like, did he have standout? I think his run with the Heat was 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 probably his best as far as numbers. Did he play with LeBron and the Heat? No, he didn't. It was a little bit before. I think he. I think he played one year. He might have played one year, first year. But last year, he. I think he averaged about seventeen and a half points. Yeah, for New York, it's actually a pretty good year. So he didn't have a a bad year, but he's got a a bad reputation. And you know, uh, the Lakers have always had that kind of clean cut. They type have a reputation because of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted them to get Rondo a couple of years ago. Same. Yeah. Same. Because yeah. Rondo, Rondo's a dog. He is. <laughs> he showed that the past two playoff I, seasons. Yeah, he, he's a, he's I a love dog. Playoff Rondo. Definitely. I love Rondo in the playoffs with a chance. Yeah. yeah. He's like, if you just give him hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can get a ring. Is He's right in there. Like, cool. Yeah. He's going to go hard. He'll go. He'll get injured. Yeah. He don't care. He's going to do whatever it takes. That's and crazy. you don't have to necessarily, like, turn to him for shots. He's looking for people to make plays, right. so that's good. And, you know? know, another factor, not just to go back to what we were saying about LeBron, um, and maybe, Papa, you can attest to this, too. I don't know if you've looked into how LeBron James even moves outside of the NBA, but he really owns hella companies. I just looked into that the other day. Yeah. He has a show that's on Stars that I was watching. I didn't even know he was executive producer on. Yeah, yeah, yep. like legit runs the whole show. That and it's show a, about the it's about the NBA. It's about the NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just like the show. It was funny. It had Mike Epson in the first season, and yeah. it was like funny as hell. And then after that, like he owns a, a Blaze Pizza, yeah, Blaze Pizza, yeah, <laughs> which is like the biggest. I think they said is the biggest um, company grossing like in the nation or something like that. One Come of them. On, I was like, man. what? Come Something on. crazy like the LeBron's companies he owns outside of the NBA. Let's just get that up right now, just out of curiosity, just to have it. I be trying to tell y'all about the king, man. LeBron's company, like he literally yeah. runs it, and then his son is just right up next. <laughs> yeah, you know, Reem used to always. We used to go at it all the time with with Bron. <laughs> we were going back and forth. I've heard about yeah, these epic arguments. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I'll be up there. Oh, where's the king at now? What happened to the king? <laughs> but you know, basketball is a team game, and. Uh, he, you got to have the right pieces to flow together to really make things work. Yeah. You know, right now, Golden State has that. Yeah. And definitely. they picked up 
Cousins, which is a good pickup. But Crazy. I think the Lakers wanted him. But I, uh, the thing that I felt was kind of important for that price, mm-hmm. uh, Golden State, to me, uh, they could they could take a flyer on him. He doesn't have to play. Yeah, because he yeah. He, So they can give him time to heal and everything else. No pressure. Every other team can't can't throw $5 million out there like exactly. that and just let it sit on the bench because he may not be back. We right. don't we, we don't know. Yeah. Right. But I'd love to see him do well because if – I mean, it, the Lakers won't be able to beat him if if, if, if cut boogies. No. Nah. Boogies. <laughs> <laughs> they won't nah. be able to do it. So for that part, I don't want to see him come back. But I <laughs> – I like to see him come back because it'll give him a chance to clean up his reputation, which is sometimes gets over the top. People just make him out to be a straight demon. And and he's not, you know, he's hashtag not. straight demon. Yeah. Let's just, I love that, man. He's just a high head. Got a little bit of a high head. But, but Dennis Rodman was like that, though. This Mario Rodman was worse. He was worse? In yeah, terms of he what? Was, he was wearing wedding dresses as, outside of the game. As man. far as like his, his reckless... Oh, he's way reckless. His way reckless more reckless nature. Way more reckless. Way yeah. more reckless. Boogie Cousins get pro- gets provoked a lot. Robin, just, Robin was starting a lot Boogie, of shit. Boogie but. Cousins just has a temper. That's yeah. it. It ain't nothing to it. We hey, ain't man. never seen. Boogie right. Cousins looks like that dude that comes to your party and you always ask who you know. <laughs> like, yeah. like he showed like who you know here who, who you know okay with him why what's up like, I'm like oh man who brought him like a big pit bull like I don't even want to get into it how do you feel about all of these uh, contracts probably all of these these Thirty-six million, forty million, forty-one million. Well, they, yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, dollar bills, Federal Reserve notes on the table, <laughs> but I think the main thing is is that. If you put it in perspective, um, the money's not worth as much. Mm-hmm. So they're throwing a lot of money out. Uh, if you've ever studied history, there was a, in Germany back a long time ago, they had the, a Weimar Republic, and they had to get wheelbarrows full of money mm. to buy a loaf of bread. <laughs> so Damn, because the money becomes less and less valuable, you end up having to pay more and more. So... Uh-huh. You'll like, you know, me being retired, uh, you'll get your social security probably, but they'll be paying it off in, in, in dollars that are worth less. Yeah. So you get more, more money, but you can't buy what you used to buy with it. Yeah. And most of us get confused by a concept called nominal confusion, nominal confusion. confusion. And what that, that means is that you've got two you got two $20 bills. Yeah. So maybe it's a $20 bill from 1940 and a $20 bill from today. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They look the same. Right. Yeah. So everybody thinks, well, we both got, but that other 20 was buying more. Right. So yeah. you, you really, you really can't, um, uh, put them together. Cause the dollars lost about 97% of his value wow, since crazy. 1914, I believe. You know, yeah. it's wow. cra- you know, it's crazy. I remember when my dad, uh, first, Got his apartment. He told me when he first moved to L.A., he uh, literally was work. Actually, not moved when he first moved out. And he said he was working at the bank, okay? He made about $200, $300 a month. He was able to afford an apartment, a car, and he went out every night, every weekend, mm-hmm. had money to take my mom on dates, yep. <laughs> and paid everything. He says, oh, yeah, I was good. $300, I was making good money. And I was like, he was like, this is like 83 I was born in '88. Yeah, money is you know it, it, <laughs> it's it's, it's really it's really a touchy uh, touchy subject because I remember when I first got married to to Reem's mom, uh-huh. 
uh, first kind of sort of real job I had, it was making $630 a month working as a uh, manager trainee in a drugstore. Wow. And uh, we had a two-bedroom apartment, uh, new TV. Uh, <laughs> she was going to college and paying for that. We had a new car. I bought a night. I remember in 1972, I bought a new Volkswagen. It was seventeen hundred dollars. What? That's <laughs> so crazy. brand new. Off the brand, brand new. It was a Volkswagen Baja, Gabriel Olson Volkswagen in Gardena, hey, California. Hey, hey. Wow! <laughs> Shout them out. <laughs> and they used to play in the NFL, right, Papa Bear? Yeah, they both played for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Roman Gabriel was a quarterback for the Rams. Yeah. And um, uh, Merlin hell? Olson went to I think Utah. Utah State, Utah, Utah State, and he was one of the fearsome force and one of the linemen. Oh, wow. So he was a, uh, a tackle. But they were, you know, you could buy things for a little or nothing. My rent on that apartment was $135 a month. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That is oh, laughable. What, what is it called, Papa Bear? Nominal what? Uh, confusion. Nominal confusion. Nominal confusion. <laughs> so what's the value? Like, <laughs> Like so, are we are we all in a big web of lies? Like, what is the? It's just the way that the 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 market has fluctuated, right? Yeah, the, the it's the market, and then the money is created out of nothing. Actually, if you ask all three of you, where does the money come from? Nobody can really tell you. We chase it all the time. Yeah, yeah. but where did it come from? Where does it start? What? What's 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 the issue? And so we just say we got some money, and if we get a twenty a twenty five dollar raise or whatever, we think we're, we're doing well. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the money continues to lose value, especially be, the dollar yeah. because of the way that it that it was set up, especially with this uh, world reserve currency and the petrodollar and all those kinds of things. And now that was our power. That was the power that this country had. Now that power is dwindling because everybody else is starting to turn away from it. Kind of like um, uh, you can sanction people because we controlled how the money, everybody had to have dollars, so it had to go through this SWIFT system. We controlled that so we could see who was doing what. And so we could just say, hey, you guys, you know, you're sanctioned. Yeah, <laughs> and so people said, "Well, we don't want we don't want to play that game anymore." Right. So now, so now they're going on it. They're going around us, us. <laughs> not, and so they got the plug no more. <laughs> and they got all these dollars out there that eventually will have to go somewhere, and they will probably come back home. And you have more dollars chasing more goods, or chasing the same amount of goods. The price of the things will have to go up. It's that just is too deep. And there are things like that are disappearing, like retirement, social security, right? Things, yeah. The things that we'll never see. Well, yeah. Never will see. Because it, it, it actually, if you actually studied it, retirement is a fairly new concept, but uh, it's just almost impossible to do that, to pay somebody. You have one person working and paying somebody else not to work. The numbers just don't Doesn't add up. Eventually, right. <laughs> for the people, can you please just repeat that one thing you just said? That's something that doesn't make any sense. That's think a about messed it. up theory. Yeah, you have you have you, somebody has worked and they they're off and they get as much money as they got while they were working. Yeah. Now you got another person working. It's probably working a little bit less, and they're contributing to that. But and, and that can go on as long as that person lives, so they could live. Uh, me being a baby boomer, we had taken advantage of that situation, and that's kind of where we are now. But that system is really in trouble. Everybody is uh, scrambling, trying to make these 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 systems uh, 
work, but yeah. it's almost it's mathematically it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. If if you do if you just just print more dollars, you think you still got something. But That's yeah. what I was just thinking. I was yeah. like, yeah, if you yeah. just print more, when you, yeah. but it's, what is, isn't it backed by gold? No, 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 no. It's not backed by gold. As a matter of fact, it's not backed by anything. Yeah. It's only backed by the full faith and and, <laughs> and credit. Of the United States mm-hmm. government. And our credit is a little bit smoking. Wait, now. Hold on. You just dropped a lot of gems right now. Hold on. Quick. So you're telling me the money, the dollar isn't backed by gold. It isn't backed by nothing but a credit from a country that's in debt. Like uh, uh, 200 trillion. 200 trillion. Yeah. yeah it's, it, that's, that's basically that's basically it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, I mean. When you stop and you think about it, that's really what it is. And the only reason why it's been able to be propped up as much as it has back in 1971 when Nixon took us off the gold standard. That's when we came off the gold standard. So, so, but he had to do it because the, the dollar, they, the way we set the system up, it told everybody, you can always bring your dollars back and get gold. So Vietnam War was going on and all that. And, they, and people said, well, we're going to trade our dollars. And so they started raiding the gold. Mm-hmm. And so Nixon said, well, wait a minute. We don't have enough gold to cover all of this. Mm. <laughs> what? So what they did was they went and worked a deal out with Saudi Arabia. They sent Kissinger over there. Mm. And the deal was because of OPEC, they got all the oil producing companies, mm-hmm. countries to uh, agree to only sell their oil in dollars. So everybody had to have dollars. So that's what kept everything propped up. And since we were the only ones that could make dollars or or, or print dollars, then it's basically big C if I got uh uh if you if if I owe you ten ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And you say, hey, hey Shay, where's my 10000 And I say, well, I ain't got it today, but I go in the back and I got a print press. I just print them out and give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're the only ones that could do that. So we've been playing catch up for 40 years. We've been, we, we've been, we've been running this for, for all these things. We got troops in all these different countries. They, those dollars go out to those countries. Those pe- uh, the, the troops will spend the money over there. And all of this is draining from the American system, the United States system. Is so it's it's uh, it's a lot going on. So how long have you known all this? <laughs> you just been keeping this. I feel like my dad's known this. I feel like everyone knows this. It's just something we just kind of like do it. No, nobody. Most people don't know it because the other thing that's happened is the education system has trained us to be lazy and to accept what we've been told. Yeah. So nobody. Yeah. If you go ask any of your friends. Where dollars come from, how wages are, are are figured, they won't be able to tell you. If you ask them where the Federal Reserve, they think the Federal Reserve is a federal. It's not. It's a private bank. Yeah. And, and they hooked it up that way, and so they 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 got the ability to print the the country's money supply. What they do is they print it out out of nothing. Loan it to the banks at interest. The banks loan it to you at interest. <laughs> and then the, the real trick is that really gets you into debt is it's a fractional reserve banking system. And what that means is you are basically, the way it's set up, you only need 10% of the money that you have in on deposit. You can loan out 10 times what you've got on deposit. <laughs> So you go to the bank today and want to get some money. Uh, if you wanted to go in and get ten thousand dollars, they well hold on. We, 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 they don't have it at the bank. They don't have that kind of money in the banks anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, so that's it's, a bar. So it's stealing from Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Yeah. 
Robin Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> that old oh, age phrase. And how did how did you find out about all this? Just through like doing research, right? Yeah, I, and you know, I always been kind of inquisitive. Yeah. And when I came in uh, uh, to the knowledge of Islam uh, uh, under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan. It, it opened up a lot of things. And I understood at that point in time that what I was seeing really wasn't what was going on. It just, it just makes you more inquisitive. Yeah. Right? And once you become more inquisitive, one of the things that I was taught that you just don't take people at face value. Right. Exactly. So we, we, we're good at accepting somebody if they got a certificate, if they have uh, the right color skin, <laughs> if yeah. they come in a suit, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever we will accept it. So we don't know how to, we don't know how to test, uh, test them or, or find out what's going on because we just accept what people have told us. And that's the way we have been educated. We've been educated all this, all of this time. So that way, it's, I should say miseducated. Thing, yep. Yep. Crazy. That's crazy. Well, man, we're going to, we're going to go into a commercial. I know we didn't drop a lot of gems on y'all. I hope y'all over here. Y'all might as well get a pen and pad out. We're going, we're going, somebody going to have a breakthrough, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go into this uh, commercial break real quick. You know what it is, man. We got Papa Bear in the studio. It's your boy, Big Cali. Argoon Radio, let's go. Precious
your boy Big Cali. Your boy Kelly Kel. Yeah, and this is our Goon Radio Ream coming in here hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm in here. I'm in this thing. <laughs> Man, that was deep. That was a long uh, musical break. 
that was just for the players out there to, you know, ride out to. <laughs> Something for the moms that didn't want to hear all that rap I'm about to play for the next, you know, three years of this show, five, ten, whatever. <laughs> we we going to slow it down a couple times. But we still got Papa Bear up in here dropping gems. And, man, that was crazy. When you told me about how the money, it wasn't bad about gold. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> tripping about that right now. Got to do your research, big yeah, man. There's a lot of people that I feel like, like you said, don't want to do the research. You know, they don't want to find out the real answers. They just want to be fed BS. You know, this is what boss said. Well, it's kind of like Santa Claus. Did you want to hear that there wasn't no Santa Claus? Right. Don't say it. Stop it. You're See, that's crack. that. That's that legal. He got me right. I was like, oh, man. Uh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me there's no Santa Claus. Hey, <laughs> I hated. My dad told me there was no Santa Claus. Well, you know, now that you brought that up, I was ten years old. I remember my dad, my mom, and my dad did their little split up. Then they came back together, and I was telling my dad, I was like, Dad, so Santa's gonna give me this. He was like. Me and mama was talking about what we going to get you for Christmas. What are you talking about, Santa? There ain't no Santa. I was like, what do you mean there's no Santa? He was like, he was like, your mama been Santa all these years. I'll give your mama the money. She she get it. I was like, no way. And I remember I called my mom. I was like, mom, at work. I was like, mom, dad said there's no Santa Claus. He was, she was like, give him the phone. <laughs> my mom must have cussed my dad smooth out for ruining her Christmas. Because yeah. she knew that was, that was a good way. Santa, hey, yeah. Santa. Yeah, I guess that was just a decoy to give me that. Man. Yeah, it was that decoy, man. You had, to, you had to figure out the real information, man. Your dad didn't want to hide the truth from you, did he? He never did. He never did, man. So what I want to talk about, Papa Bear, is millennials. Because that's what a lot of our listeners are. Our millennials, people, you know. What was millennials? 1980? 1984 to 2010. To 2010? You're considered a millennial, Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Damn, and that's a lot of motherfuckers. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot of us out there, Big C. That's for sure, the whole listening area. Especially pertaining to, like, we were talking about uh, inflation and, and money and everything and, like, older people's general perception of millennials. I, I, I feel like they think that we're, like, all... Oh, we're all crazy and lazy. <laughs> lazy. We feel entitled. <laughs> Hot pockets. <laughs> Uber. You may be one of the only people that I've talked to from the older generation that I feel like understands. Like, we're all just trying to figure it out together, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think the millennials get a bad rap because um, they were basically trained by us boomers who worship the dollar. Ooh, and uh, <laughs> because we worshipped it, uh, sometimes we did not understand. As long as we got ours, I still run into people today. Yeah, that's real. They, they they just they just say I worked hard for that. Right. I mean, I've heard people tell me uh, that nobody worked harder than me. That's what they'll say. Come on. But, I mean, that's kind of, you know, when you live in a closed world, because I live in a in a, in a, a basically a retirement com- community. My girlfriend lives in a retirement community. Mm-hmm. They, you kind of, when you live in a closed world, you just sort of bounce ideas off of yourself. <laughs> and there's no challenge to it because everybody is seeing things the same way. Mm-hmm, and right. because somebody promised me a retirement, somebody promised me this, we we didn't ask where it came from. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't ask that. You know, I, I was talking to a guy one day and and you know, you see these commercials and they'll say you need 2 million dollars to retire. And I, and I go <laughs> Two million dollars. I said, 
basically, that's $50,000 a year for 40 years. Who can save that? Right. That's you know, crazy. now, now <laughs> yeah. if you, you know, you add some interest, now that's where the trick comes in because they, 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 they run the game and, and do all of that. But that little decoy. At, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's almost, it, it, the system is, is the millennials will be in trouble. We, mm. the, 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 the baby boomers are going to be in trouble because the system is actually drying up. There's just yeah. nothing out there for them. And, uh, for the for the millennials, the ones that are between like your sister, mm-hmm. they may get a little bit, but at the end of the day, because when I was born, we had seven kids in the family, Damn. nine people living in a two bedroom house. <laughs> Wait a minute, Hold on. can we just pause it? There's nine people in a two bedroom house. Nine yeah. people living in a two bedroom. What, sl- what were sleeping arrangements like? Well, there was there was. <laughs> I never slept by myself until <laughs> until I was 17 years old. Oh my where my gosh. two older brothers signed professional baseball contracts and they left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my sister had a room. Uh, well, she didn't have a room. She we had a roll of photo bed that they folded out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And we slept, you know, two, yeah. two all kind of different ways. Oh Little God. small closet, right. all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> that, <is laughs> that was so. But, but see, there was a lot of people to feed the system. Right, right. Now you don't have that. You know, so most people have they'll have one. Like you like uh uh Kill, you what'd you say you're you're an only child? Yeah. So I'm, so yeah, you're an only child yeah. too. So there has to be somebody your your money's going to something we we living off of your money right now. <laughs> some of your money so you paying in that right now to Social Security. <laughs> I gotta go to work on Monday too, man. <laughs> we living off of yours right now, dude. Uh, <laughs> this is a deep feeling right now. <laughs> you ain't gonna see a diamond at BC. <laughs> so it's no social security for the millennials. Well there will there will be some they will it's like like I said, we believe in in fantasy, and we get a statement. <laughs> I love the words. We, we, we get a we get a statement like Bernie Madoff. Remember Bernie Madoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody got a statement. The statement says you got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. That's just a statement. You go numbers. to you go you know you go to get it. There's nothing there. Yeah. And then when they do go to divide it up, they have all these different counterparty risk on there. There might be a hundred people with claims because of the mutual funds on one share of stock. Oh so how are you going to divide it up? That's how the, the real estate market cl- uh, crashed. Left. They bundled everything up. Mm-hmm. Then when it crashes, you have all these people that got dibs on it. Yeah. Well, who's first? Yeah. Well, usually <laughs> the bank is always <laughs> going to be first. They get the, the, they get the, the bank is always first. And so now, now they put you on uh uh, cashless system, mm-hmm. so they can control that. All they got to do is sw- flip a switch and you say, boom, Ooh. all you get is $60 a day or $50. <laughs> That's all you can get. Okay, I'm sorry to be like this, but you know what this sounds like, okay? It sounds like pimping, okay? It sounds yeah. like you work your whole life, you do diligent, you're promised a social security or some kind of thing, and they can determine, even at the end, you could have X amount of dollars in your account. If they don't have it to cover it, they'll decide what they're going to pay you and you can't sue them because who are you going to sue? Yeah. You're going to sue the system? Yeah. They control everything. This yeah. is too deep. That's why all your, even all your congressmen, everybody, they're all lawyers. And so you, you know, these laws are oh all twisted God. all up and, <laughs> Presidents and, and all of this. And so, you yeah. know, when you have all of these, this stuff, it, the system is just, it's getting bogged down and it's slowly but surely grinding. So what's the, what's the, what's the, 
I don't want to say solution because I, I know you're not like God or you can't, can't just come to me. What's the solution? What should we do? Like, but what has to be a, a it has to be a positive way of coming out of this. Like, well, I, I don't I don't really know. Um, most of the sincere economists would tell you there really is no solution. It's going to collapse. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what's going to happen. I mean, mind. because first of all, when you start asking people to give up, what this is where the baby boomer attitude comes in. I'm not giving up my social security. <laughs> I'm not giving up mine. I was promised this. How many times have you heard that? I yeah. was promised this. That's, right. that's my retirement. I was promised this. Yeah. And yeah. since you were you promised that, yeah. I want it, and I don't care what you got to do to get it. Yeah. Right. Now that's gangsterism. We we turn to gangsters ourselves. <laughs> so now they got us fighting against each other. Yeah. For a system that none of us even designed. No, you yeah. didn't. You didn't design it. They. You know. They. Most people don't even know how it works. They have no clue yeah. how it works people no clue whatsoever do, people do research yeah yeah, yeah. Research, you do need to read. do your don't be afraid of the truth because even if you can't come up with a solution yeah knowledge will remove a lot of your fear yeah, you know stress. what's coming you say okay exactly. i gotta do this or i'll try that mm -hmm. but when you're afraid to hear the truth then you know you, you just get what you get it's like yeah. anything if you don't know the truth then you can't finesse you know what i mean yeah, yeah. you can't you can't find any way that's, That's real. Too crazy. So in this part of, you know, our, our lives when millennials are 20, 30, 35, what do you feel like is the best, uh, I don't want to say solution, the best route for a millennial to take through maneuvering through the way that the world is going to Especially turn out Especially through right college. Now. And college, uh -huh. education, money. Well, you know, I got to, <laughs> the education, I, I got a story to tell you. I uh, I went to a pretty much a totally integrated high school, and I, and I got a scholarship. One of the few people who got a scholarship, oh, but the scholarship man. was like five hundred bucks. <laughs> but Damn. check this out. Off. Uh, it was just like but, but, but check this out. That five hundred bucks could pay for my whole year of college. <laughs> okay, all because the college I, students that's <laughs> out here listening to this right now, Papa just said five hundred dollars pay for his whole year. Yeah. I, I read an article one time that Johnny Cochran said that. Uh, in essence, his parking pass oh, I, I, it was I, more I it was more than his tuition at UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that. I heard so, that. <laughs> so we built the education system just like everything else, the medical system, all of that. It's all designed to suck dollars out now. So the price of everything is sky high. Mm -hmm. And even if you have money, when you get sick, they're going to get it. You live yeah. long enough and people live longer. Now, I'll be 69 this year. Wow. And so you live long enough, you're going to go to the hospital. A lot of the boomers, their biggest concern is, when am I going to get my medication? How much mm -hmm. of my medication? I got to go to the doctor. Right. They, my, <laughs> I, my brother goes to the doctor quite a bit. My mother used to go to the doctor quite a bit. Damn. People go to the doctor all the time. Well, those doctor's appointments cost money. And then the medication is so yeah. Uh, yeah. expensive. Even though you got Medi-Cal yeah. or Medicare, you still have to pay a copay. Definitely. And then... People don't realize the medication message with you in other ways too. So, so you it, end up, yeah. they end up getting it back anyway. Yeah, they, yeah. They, the system is designed for them to get it back. It's they, just like a casino. Yeah, the yeah. house always wins. That's what they. Yeah. That is that's across the, the board. The though. Wall yeah. Street Casino. That's, the, yeah. that's, that's exactly. Way. I'm having that. <laughs> that is, that's what it is. Wall I'm having Street. that Coach Carter moment right now. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like Palmer came in here and really just is like blowing all of our minds away right now. This is crazy because what you're saying is nothing that 
can't be researched and should be known. And it's not like you're saying that it's on private information. No. This is like general info, you but just it's like do your research. Well, you got to uh, connect the dots. Yeah, what I what I remember what I what I understood that I had to do, I literally had to reconstruct the base of my thinking. Mm. Because that's what dictates how you see everything. Definitely. Yep. You if if you got a bad understanding mm-hmm. about how things are and what they've taught you, then that's what you compare it to. It's kind of like when you talk about governments, uh, we we you know, we don't like the communists or we don't like, but most of us don't really know anything about communism other than what somebody told us. We don't research it. Right. We don't research socialism. <laughs> we, we just hear that word and that's a bad word. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want to do it. Somebody asks you, well, why, what you don't like about it? Well, I don't, I don't know. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> and, and it may be bad, right. but you need to get to a point of understanding so that you can figure figure it out for yourself. But most of us don't do that. We just take what somebody tells us. We run with it because our education, basically we are taught to pass tests. That's what we do. We pass the test. The test gets us to another level. But if you come out of college with $70,000, $80,000 in debt and you got to work for $20 an hour, $15 an hour, it's not going to add up. You just, the numbers just don't add up. It's I mean, up. they just don't add up. I just don't. And maybe like a lot of people don't like my opinion. Some people don't like my opinion when it comes to college because we all went to school. We all went to college. Yep. And a lot of it was driven by our parents. And teachers. 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 Right. Educators. Of all, all you go to school. <laughs> yep. You go to school. You get a college degree. Then you get a good job. But it was like at some point, I remember when I was going to Clark, I was watching kids. And maybe y'all had different experience, but being in the financial aid office and it was a girl who had like a 3.8 GPA, but was getting sent home because she couldn't pay for school. Yeah. And then it was like some little rich, like, you know, Spellman chick. No offense to Spellman girls, but, you know, it was a Spellman chick. I remember <laughs> she had a two point like two, but her daddy worked for like Coca-Cola and was rich. So she just paid for school cash. Yeah. You know? And she got her degree. Yeah, with a two point oh GPA, yeah, and the girl with a three point eight, she just couldn't do it. She got sent home. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really tough, and I'm not telling anybody not to go to school. Don't, oh, of course, don't not. Don't, yeah. don't take that. But yeah. when you go into these situations, uh, you really have to question. Yeah, question yeah. the information that you get, and you're not you're taught not to question. You're right. taught right. just yeah. to accept yeah. what somebody says. If you question, you're a malcontent. You're yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was always a I was always a questioner. Yep. I used to get in a lot of trouble because of that. But I, I was always a questioner. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, you know, I'm just the whole, I'm, I'm I'm just flustered by the fact that this is all just a big decoy system yep. that got set up by a bunch of people who were just trying to figure it out and it was a bunch of lawyers mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. knew the law more than we know it and they know they know the law more than we know it. Yep. So they're just manipulating it. But overall, it seems like what the baby boomers generation, how what they set up for us in the, in the coming generations, just doesn't exist for us anymore. No, nah. or for right. any millennials coming out of high school. I mean, coming out of college. Yeah, it, it, it's it, not set up for us. It just no. doesn't exist. It, yeah, it, it doesn't exist. Like I said, when I when I when I was telling you on the break, at seventeen hundred and fifty dollars for a brand new car in yeah, nineteen seventy two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and and you could go to school and you could work, and because you could use the work. 
you know, you could pay for it. If you didn't have a scholarship, you could work part-time and you could make enough money yeah. to pay for school. Part-time. You can't Crazy. do that part-time. now. Hell no. You, you, you just can't do it. It's exactly. just, it just, you know, they put too much work on you and uh, doesn't pay enough. So everybody is taught to go get these loans. Yes. And the loans are a trap because the loans, you can't get out of the loans. They, they they just put you in the law. Yeah. You can't get out of the law. Sally May. <laughs> Sally May. Shout you life, out. Baby. You know what it is, man. God. And that, was, and that was from that was from your boy Bill Clinton in there. They set that up. <laughs> My man Bill. He Come a Leo on, too. Bill. He a Leo oh, too, man. Why you doing God, like that, Bill? Bill's one of the coolest people ever, man. But yeah, man, this is this has been great, man. I hope you got the gems. And yeah, right, we're gonna take one more break. We'll come back and get some more sweat. I know Papa Bear, you hanging out for a little bit. Yeah, we chilling, man. So we're gonna come back in with some more sports stuff with Coach K. You ready? know, man. You know what it is, man. It's Arguing Radio. Let's go. You guys paying, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Give it, I gave it, I gave it, I gave your love. 
coming back we got papa bear still in here chilling we drinking this uh salsa water that has alcohol in it i don't know what's it called but it's pretty tight it's called, it's called truly big c truly yeah well yeah, it's truly okay i would i would agree it's truly okay so. what, we, what we talked about was what was the plan for millennials and papa bear didn't really give us an answer Oh yeah, you for sure didn't. We got yeah. we on the rant. <laughs> what was the answer? Now, what's the question again? Uh, what? How should millennials maneuver through this new age system? I really can't, can't tell you. <laughs> I really <laughs> don't know. It's just too. It's too deep. And and the time, I really can't tell you. Honestly, I, what you said earlier, as far as college kids. Just questioning why you're even doing what you're doing. Why are you in school? Why are you, why are you majoring in that particular yeah. field? You know what I mean. And from what I was, what I picked up from it, you know, and I'll just throw it out there is, we we just can't take everything for face value no more. No, that 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 part of life is out. Everything's questioned. Yeah. And but we have all the tools to do that now. Yeah. We have Google. We don't have to go to a library and research and read thirty books to get the message. We can literally ask three good questions on Google and get everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's a lot of, of good programs on on YouTube and and everything else. There's some good black uh, and and white uh, bloggers and everything else out there. I yeah. know there's a couple uh, in, in one in L.A. A guy, a brother by the name of Antonio Moore. He does a show called Tone Talks. There's Yvette Carnell. There's a Zoe Williams uh, with the Voice of Reason. Okay. There, there's a lot of shows where they talk about a lot of different things that yeah. you won't hear on regular radio, regular TV. Yeah. Only thing you're going to get on regular TV now is, I hate Trump. That's, <laughs> that's it. You're not going to get nothing else. That's it. I hate Trump. Well, you got a plan? Nope, but I hate Trump. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the beautiful thing I think about this platform is we're actually, we're, we're I want to be that voice for those options for the people. Like, mm-hmm. I want people to be able to listen and be like, man, what, what should I do? Or what what is that? Because we can get on here and be like, this is stupid. This is that. This is that. But we need to come with some solutions. We yeah. need to come with something to push it forward because in the end, we have this, we have our only one life, so we have to live it as strategic as possible. Yeah, and you better remember, see, I'm 69. Right. So my days are already, I got less less to go yeah. than you got. Yeah. So it's going to be, your, it, you're going to have to figure it out. Right. Yeah. It's going to be on you to figure it out. 
Right. That's one of the things that's going to happen. That's the gym right there. Yeah. Someone telling us that we need to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's the real knowledge. Figure it out, player. I can say that from my own personal experience, I've seen it crashing a while ago. And the best advice I have is picking something that you really love. Yeah. Right. And going full fledged into it. Right. Once you really love it and you figure out and you understand it, just go full fledged into it and don't listen to nobody. Have tunnel vision. Exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah, because right. if you listen to the boomers, because I remember, <laughs> I remember when when my, when my boy first started getting his tattoos. I mean, that was like, <laughs> I remember you gotta be, you yo. gotta be kidding me, yeah. and, and it, 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 it was like straight fire. Yeah. So you, so the more you deal with a subject, the more you see it, it becomes easier for you to look at it, to to deal with it, to understand it. And as a boomer, we need to try to do more understanding yes. and think, because we like to think that nobody ever gave us a hand. Right. Mm. We did it all on our own. Right. But we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we got wealth transfers. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff that comes yeah. out. And we just think that, hey, really? man, I was just so smart. I got it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. No, if you, really, real. if you really drilled down deep, you know, your father gave you a house or somebody else gave you this or somebody helped to pay for that. Yeah. And so and we had affirmative action, which was at that point in time was only was designed only for black people. Yeah. That's what it was designed for descendants of slaves. Nobody else. Now, everybody else took a cut of that. When Johnson, <laughs> when Johnson, when, when Johnson, when uh, President Johnson uh, implemented that he went to Howard University and that's what he said it was specifically for blacks in America descendants of slaves wow. that's who it was for mm. now we're such nice people we let everybody in on our stuff <laughs> <laughs> you know man that's why we just gotta you know stay woke we gotta stay researched up and pick what we love you figure know? it out and man figure yeah. it out man but we gonna move in Right now to one of my favorite parts of the segment of the show. <laughs> you know what it is. Coach K. Good boy. <laughs> Coming okay. in with the good sports. What's going on this world? Oh, before we get started, Reem called France winning the World Cup. Yes, Please do did. not forget that, Mr. <laughs> he, yes, he did. I called that in May. <laughs> <laughs> we documented it before. Well, while, while the, uh, the World Cup was going on. It still stands, man. Right, hey, man. I'm a prophet of this sports shit. Shout out Mbappe. <laughs> That's what you say. Shout out, shout out Africa. Shout out Africa. Shout out that colonization. Colonization, baby. <laughs> okay, so Marino Valley's own Kawhi Leonard just got traded to the Raptors. Oh. For a trade with DeMar DeRozan, Reem's favorite player. <laughs> DeMar is cool. He's solid, man. He's solid. Shout out DeMar DeRozan. So, what do you guys think about it? Ah. Uh. It's cool. He coming to LA next year anyway. Do you, so do he, you really feel that? Yeah, yeah. He. Coming. What about the Clippers? Jerry West is there. He makes big things happen. Stop it! Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just we saying. What about Drake, man? What if Drake gets a quiet to stay? I, I'm gonna come clean, bro. <laughs> the OVO decoy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part of me that that feels like they can get him to stay. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, man. Me too. They fired the coach, man. They fired the coach. He got coach of the year. I don't like it. Don't respect it. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Raptors, y'all straight. Y'all cool. Right. Y'all got better. LeBron ain't on the East no more, so you got a chance. Right. When did he get coach of the year? Last year? This nah, last this past year. season. Yeah, just Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. He got coach of the year, and they got fired. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't agree with him getting coach of the year. I feel like Quinn Snyder. I, I second or that. Or Brad Stevens should have got Who's coach Quinn of the year. Snyder? From the Utah Jazz. 
Oh yeah, yeah nobody yeah, expected that. But but Casey, I salute Casey, a black man. But you know what I'm saying. Casey made a case though. He did. Raptors had the, the best. Uh, he did. Oh yeah, they, they were number one, no, man. You gotta give did. it up. No, they wasn't. Got it. Yeah, they were. This year they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Cavs were four. Boston was two. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Started off first. I respect that. Shout out Dwayne Casey. So you know, I, I like the trade overall. I think uh, he'll help uh, Toronto. He's a better defender than DeRozan. Did He's he a better a outside year? shooter. Huh? Did he get a one year? Who? Kawhi. No, it's a trade. So he had one more year on his contract. Yeah, so his next contract. year he'll be a free agent. Oh, okay, okay. Demar so, had three more years, I believe. Right, right. So if he's going to the Lakers, he'll be there in February. I don't think so. Why? Be me and Reem were talking about this because <laughs> because I feel like the Toronto Raptors were in the, the best situation to roll the dice on a player. Right? They were number one okay. and just got. Uh, Swept by the by the king, by the king, single handedly, right? <laughs> so now that he's gone, this is the perfect time to get a player like Kawhi to take them right. to the next level, right? I, I, I see your, I see so, your point. Yeah, so your point. my whole thing is why trade for these young pieces when they can actually go the farthest they've been this year? What if he's giving uh, indecisive answers like I don't know if I want to be here at the end of the season? You, yeah, like I see, don't see how that's see, a good but, investment. But see, here's the thing though: they got rid of Demar Derozan's contract. He had three more years for that wild contract that they gave him. So he's gone. So it's off the books. Mm -hmm. So if Kawhi does leave, they have a lot of money to get someone else and still keep their core. It's yeah. called big business, people. It's called big business. People. <laughs> it, it was it was a good it was a good trade for Toronto. I think that the players themselves, yeah, uh, you you just need to understand that it is a business. It is, and <laughs> you can't really fall. You can fall in love in Toronto, but don't fall in love with Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be attaching yourself yeah. to these there, organizations. I'm yeah. about to say, is there any loyalty in these organizations? Not no, no more. No. <laughs> is there any no. loyalty? No. There never, there never, there never was. I but you, you have more options now. When I was coming up, they had the reserve clause. There was no free agency. Yeah. You just mm. was stuck with a team until they decided that either they didn't want you anymore or they <laughs> traded you. You could not. That was it. What? That was that the was leagues it. Leagues came a long way. Bro. That, that, uh, so I, I I I'm happy for every player that gets what they get. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I respect Braun for what he did because he kind of made it to where these players. You know, have the power. They have the power, yeah. and they can move wherever they want. Yeah, for whatever reason that they want. Yeah, that was, well, I respect it, was, it. It was like KD. Yeah, I, I didn't like the move. I I thought they were really close to, to to doing something big in OKC, but yeah, but it's his personal decision, right? Yeah. And, and you know, when you get drafted, mm -hmm. you you stuck with a city. You may not ever want to be at that at that place. <laughs> so now you got a chance to pick and choose where you go. And how you, you get, how you get paid? Yeah, how you, you, get you, you you got to take that opportunity right. if that's what you want. You just that have makes to do sense, it. Man. Yeah, you know when when I'm thinking about what you're saying about the the trade card and no no loyalty, I was looking at a uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh man, his oh. story is crazy. I just want to cry, man. Yeah. You talk yeah. about coming from here <laughs> to what? here. Please, yeah. for like, the people who don't know, can we like? Like what? I mean, you How know, did that unfold like that. That's exactly yeah. why you make decisions based off of your own personal experience. Yeah. You don't and not listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got you got to do that. You got to you because Isaiah, what did he get? Two million dollars, and he was Two. he was slated to get over twenty. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, he was slated he was to get, over, get that he, he was going to get he yeah. was going to get that and, man. And the sad thing is, is that he had it. He did everything he was supposed to do to get it, but then he just got hurt. Yeah. yeah. And then one injury cost him. 
But you know what? You know what? Million dollars. An injury to him though, because he's five. What? Uh, seven, Ten, five. They say five, five nine. Five yeah. nine. Yeah. Give, um, give him some shoes, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give him five ten and a half. <laughs> Let's say he's five ten, right? Yeah. Because he's five ten, that injury just became like even bigger. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, and it was also Kyrie wanting to leave involved with the injury. Because if Kyrie Kyrie stayed in Cleveland, he probably would have still got cashed out. So it's Kyrie's yeah. fault that Isaiah Thomas. No, I don't want to say that. Is that what we're saying? I don't want to say that. Nah, nah, it's not that at all. That's clearly Kyrie's the reason Isaiah. I don't want to say that. I'm not throwing that out there. Yeah. But it was it was other factors involved in that. If he would have just been able to come back in like December on the Celtics, he would have still got his max contract. Probably. I don't know if he got a max, but I think he would have got a nice contract. Yeah. He would only miss one one or two months. Huh? He would only miss one or two months. Right, but it still wouldn't have been a max. You don't you don't give a max player a person who had a hip injury who's five nine the max. Yeah, I think the, I think the height that. I think the height really 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 did hurt him because I mean he can shoot the ball. He's he right. can get, he can get you get some bucket. He can get you a bucket. I mean Houston could have used him this last time <laughs> yeah. when they missed thirty shots in a row. Right, Isaiah right. could have got a couple of buckets in there. They could have won. Up. Shout out yeah. to Chris Paul's face on Game Seven. Yo, when it came on, we were watching the other day. We were watching, rewatching it because I be chilling with freaking Kel. He's a real, by the way, real basketball head. He records games yeah. like time, we'll man. go on the DVR. He has the the playoffs of all oh, these different man. players. Anyway, Definitely. I'm looking. You see. Chris Paul's face right before the game, he injured. Game seven, <laughs> in, in home, and he knows he's losing. He yeah. was he was stressed out, like, man. Yeah, <laughs> he was stressed Sick. out. Yeah. This, but this next season is going to be really exciting, man. Lakers. Who, who's the come out, man? Who's your we we? Who's, I who's, the, hear, who's the come your, out team? Who's the come out team? Because I think the Jazz to me was like my come out last season. I didn't okay. see them coming. Okay, from anywhere. Everyone else, I was like, okay. Yeah, I think coming. this season, uh, the Bucks are going to take that next step. And they're gonna Greek this, freak. Yeah, I think I think Greek this freak. year is going to be his his year to really step out, and and the team as a whole is going to really branch out and really. So you think they're going to come out the East? Not come out the East, but I think they can. They're going to have a good chance of making it to the West. I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. They're going to get in that next bracket of winning. Yeah. They're going to take that next leap. Well, what what's going to happen with Minnesota? Great. I question. think Minnesota's going to break up. I think Towns is is. I think he's tired of of losing. And I think he's unhappy. I think Jimmy Butler's going to be gone next year as well. Do you think it has anything to do with uh, the coach? I think it does. I think with that particular team, bringing Tom Thibodeau in, which is a more defensive-minded coach, wasn't the best for that personnel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that he, he just can't get all of them to buy in to playing defense. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's the key and, with Minnesota. Them, and, they do not play fucking defense. Hey, has right? the no? tools ever been great? KG Can I just go They've had too many great players to just look, they have K Dad, KG, Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, I believe. Stefan Marbury. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. What's up? Yeah. Is it the GM? Like, they, who is they it? Had they, well. they oh they did. They did. Yeah. I think they always had a um a reputation of having bad or just the players and the um the management always had a, a not the best relationship. So yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's something to do with that and 
I think somebody like Mark Jackson would have been a better coach for that team. Mm, yeah. A more a more a more player friendly kind of coach. Shout out Mark Jackson. Do so you think uh, uh, Portland is going to get rid of uh, Dame? I don't want it's them to. to. <laughs> That's coming to LA. I don't want them to, man. I really don't cuz Portland is literally one player away from making that that really yeah. next step. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Well, he that one player is about to come to Los Angeles. I don't think so, man. Big game day, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got the money, baby. We you see that smile. We for sure do. We for sure do. <laughs> I, I I hope that I was hoping Reem Reem uh, doesn't believe in Melo anymore. Melo's giving me too many buckets in my life for me to just for me to just just leave him like this. So I'm gonna give him one more year. Hey, Sorry, Melo, I jumped so, ship. But <laughs> I'm off. I bro. think Melo, if he would have went to uh, the Blazers last year, yes, I think that he could have fit that. Perfect. Teams a little better. Well, he got paid twenty eight million to just watch the game he with me. He sure did. So I ain't mad at you. I can't hate on him all the way. Now let's move into what I, what uh, uh, the sport I like to talk about the most. Okay, I'm excited because we know we're one month away. Baseball? No, not even baseball. Okay. You know we're gonna go to shout out Otani, shout out the Angels. By the way, we're just gonna throw that out there, Mike Trout. But <laughs> football, okay, it's coming back, baby. We are here. Are you boycotting football? Nah. <laughs> okay, just make sure. Sorry. I know he's with I, the I know he's with the struggle. I'm sorry, man. I, I love I love Kaepernick. I I, I get the movement. I, I just love football. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. It's just like yeah. some things I draw the line on. I'll yeah. march with you on Saturday and then I'm I'm watching the game though. So I probably admit the main problem. I don't care. Okay, I'm probably the problem. I said it, okay, on here. All right, I'm watching the game. Well, who's going to the Super Bowl then? Who you got, Dixie? Oh man. I'ma come clean. And I'm gonna say right here, I'm a I'm a Falcons fan, okay? Oh, I love oh, I love man. the Falcons, okay? I feel you, baby. But <laughs> I feel I feel for you. <laughs> I, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going back. You think oh, the Eagles? Wow. Are going? I don't see why not. I can I can see I that. can see the Eagles going back in. But the team I'm interested most, and I hate to say it, and I'm kind of glad you're here. Is the Oakland Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> they have revamped their whole situation. And they my and my dude Gruden is there, right? Yeah, he's there. John Shout Gruden's out Gruden. Back. They got what's y'all receivers? Y'all just got um, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Nelson. Jordy, Jordy Nelson. You got Jordy Nelson from the. They got Aaron yeah. Rodgers, yeah. main dude, yeah. gone. Wow. There and then y'all y'all getting ready for that big Vegas push soon. Yeah. And while I'm talking to them like this is because Reem is a big Raiders fan. From what I'm what? hearing, what? They Reem Raider man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you used to dog me out about I the did. Raiders, man. I jumped. Yeah. That's what Jordy Nelson looks like. I, I jumped yeah. ship on the Cowboys in the '90s, and then Papa Bear put me on the Raiders bandwagon, man. So, so all the Raiders fans, I'm a, I'm a Raiders. Here's fan your now. guy, okay? He's yeah. the one. <laughs> But I still got my Randy Moss authentic at the crib, chilling. I still got mine too. <laughs> oh, ice. Okay, the Raiders Randy Moss too. Yeah, Papa Bear bought me that for uh, senior graduation from high school, man. I still yeah. got it on ice. On oh, ice. But you used to be the Cowboys. Yep. Yeah, when we used to go to those Cowboys. Cowboys fan? He yeah, used to man. be a Cowboy uh, fan. He got a yes. he got an Emmitt Smith jersey. Yep. Emmitt was his. Yes. All I could hear him say was Emmitt. Emmitt. Yep. <laughs> What? And, then I, and, and then once everybody got old, I jumped ship. No wonder. The traitor. No wonder Remo always wanted to be buff. <laughs> as soon as I got my check, I was gone. <laughs> hey, man, I came a lot of, uh, for one Halloween, y'all go crack up. I really bought it. My mom bought me a Deion Sanders jersey. Oh. 
I got a blue rag from the swap meet. Oh, shit. <laughs> and my mom got black mascara and put it on my cheeks. <laughs> All right, with that, that pencil, not mascara, the pencil. She drew the little uh, the little uh, cheek thing where it looked like your, what's that What's that called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, for the glare. Yeah, yeah. that face paint. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. trick-or-treating. For the glare. And yeah. the lady, yeah. I'll never forget, the lady was like, all right, so if, I give you, if I give I you candy at the house, I knock on the house trick-or-treating. She said, you got to do the Deion Sanders dance. You know the little like that, yeah, the little yeah, shuffle. Yeah. I was doing that in the middle of the street, and they clapping me on, and I'm doing it like for 30 minutes. My dad snatched me up and said, "If you don't come in the house, we out. We leaving." Because everybody go, go, do it again. <laughs> do it again, little fat kid doing the Deion Sanders. Did, any, did anybody <laughs> believe you were Deion Sanders, Bixie? Four people, four people believed, but it was just a fat kid with blue sweats, <laughs> and I looked like a crip. Okay, I was walking around looking like a crip. I could have got shot. Okay, it was crazy, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was that's deep, man. So the football season. It's gonna be real exciting. Who do you got going, Papa Bear? Who, who's your pick, man? I really don't have a have a pick. I was in Arizona for a long time, so I used to like the Cardinals, but I had Cardinals. to go. I, I had to go back to the uh, to the Raiders and the Rams. I was a Ram fan back, but I, oh. I dropped the Rams when mm-hmm. they when they left and they wouldn't pay Eric Dickerson his money. That's oh. back in the day. Ooh, so I heard after that, that name. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who he is. Eric, Eric Dickerson was. Let's he was cold. He, he was cold blooded, yeah, man. Dickerson, real quick. Look at Eric Dickerson. He's always on. Ooh, okay, he's always on undisputed, Kel. Yeah. Oh, okay, Loki. Yeah. Eric Dickerson, man. What, what was the? Just and real briefly, what was the? What? Why they didn't pay him? Like, what was going on? Nine, they just didn't. You <laughs> know, the Rams. Were, the Rams were always, and man, most football teams. If they can get you on the cheap, they will. The Rams were definitely on the cheap, and <laughs> and you got you got Dickerson was was one of those kind of guys that was outspoken. Pay me my money, yeah. <laughs> straight you up. You know, pay me my money. Well, you know that's that's uh, uh, angry black man. They, <laughs> right, right. They, they, they they never gonna ride with that. Right, right. I've had to, you know it's funny. I've learned that in my life. That one fact. If you want something, you cannot be angry black, okay? Yeah. You can, but you can't because you get it, but uh, it just always makes things crazy, man. For sure. It always makes things. You scare them. Like, oh. The, the general perception becomes a little crazy. You got to learn how to finesse a little. Got to learn how to finesse. You got to yeah. finesse a little cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Eric Dickerson and uh, went to SMU with. Uh... Uh, Craig James, the Pony Express is what they used the to call Pony it. Express. Pony Express. Okay. Before I, before I wrap this up, I got a question. We were talking about football. I just popped like I remember my dad talking about this. So for the younger generation, because we've been watching all this OJ stuff, okay? All the Peoples versus OJ, all that stuff. So let's just erase all that. Do you remember him playing football? Oh, OJ was cold-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> I love how every OG always picks up OJ. OJ, man. Yeah. OJ was, uh, he was an Olympic sprinter on a 4 by uh, 4 by 100 relay team. He had a world record. <laughs> they was a world record. OJ was... Cold blooded. I never knew how nice he was. The juice. (laughs) The juice. juice. I never knew knew how nice he was. The juice, man, was. And and he was the first really big time athlete to get into TV. That's what I didn't know about him. He had the the TV commercials. Uh He's doing the movies. Those those naked gun movies and all that kind of stuff. It hurts. (laughs) They run, you know, white people talk about run OJ, go OJ, old white women in the airport and all of that. OJ was. 
the beast. Do you man. remember when he played at SC? Like, do you remember oh, those old games? Yeah, when he won that, when they beat UCLA that time, and he ran that sixty-eight yard touchdown cut back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the juice was. They say the juice was juice loose. Was loose, the, the baby. Juice was loose. And that's what they said when he was running on that freeway in that Bronco. The juice was loose. <laughs> the slow, the slow speed chase. Oh, the, oh that was. I, crazy. I just hope that OJ has learned his lesson and kind of just sit down, bro. Okay, go sit down. Just you know, sit. Down and chill, man. You, <laughs> Play some, you know, just relax, bro. They're not gonna let you off. Anything you do, they're gonna get you. So. <laughs> they're gonna get you. They'll find a way. Yeah, because Play he, some ping pong, bro. Play some golf. Chill out. Because he, he, he was he was as big as it got at man. that time. He was as big as it got. Oh, wow, job. that's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, you just see the fall from grace. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> get crazy, man. His mind was gone. He was the king of Brentwood. <laughs> he was the king of Brentwood. <laughs> oh man, but you know what it is, man. It's probably I really appreciate you coming through, man. Vibing with us for this father's episode that we just bigging up our dad. Even though we went into a lot of different topics, but it, this was all just really to big up dads, man. Yeah. To bring up that relationship between a father and son, and just that older, you know. A wiser, more better message. We a lot of kids don't have. A lot of us don't have that. Yeah. There's a lot of kids listening. Like, man, he's just so cool. Like, they never had that. They only had like the little whatever person next door who was just his age. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all, and all those pro athletes when they stick the microphone in your in your face and you say, uh, "Hi, mom." Say hi, hi, pops. Yeah. Say that man. sometimes. Say if you say. have a pop, say say right. say that sometimes. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah. We, we say just, that. <laughs> we just want to shout them out. So I mean. Got any closing remarks or anything you want to say? Oh uh, man, you know this is this is why we brought him on here because Popper is always dropping knowledge. I'm going back to my friends, telling them what he said. Right. I got a couple couple good recordings, timeless ones. If you download uh, Dre, Dre Biggs Volume yes. One, there's there's some couple Papa Bear interludes on there, dropping some knowledge. You know, so that's what started it, man. I, when I heard that, I was like, I remember Same. a couple days too. I was like, I was like, all right, when we do this podcast. We, First person we gotta bring on, we gotta bring Papa Bear on. Right. Yep. He just got no. He's gonna give me some gems. Yeah. I just need it for me. I'm being selfish. Like I, I need it. All right. <laughs> well, 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 Ring was when Ring was taping me. I didn't know. You know, you can go to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't trip. He got me too, man. <laughs> Ring, Ring, you know, and that's funny. I think that's how this even kind of started back in the the house when you had it in Palm Springs with CJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you were like, hey, look at all this we were talking the other day. I just recorded it. It just sounded so playing the things we were just talking about. I was yep. like. Oh, you're a recorder. We got to say no names or nothing. It's yeah. crazy. And you know you got to get your domino lesson, dog. <laughs> with the oh, trick yeah. rules you, th- you come uh, up with. With the trick rules. Hey, he does have the little Tens trigger. only. <laughs> you know, you, you, you Tens play with- only. Big dog dominoes only, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But any closing remarks, Papa Bear Kelly? You got any? Well, man, just appreciate Papa Bear coming through and talking with us. Well, I, I, I hope you guys invite me back sometime. This, oh, was, yeah, this was a long ride. This was a long ride from the desert, about hundred miles. <laughs> but uh, it was well worth the time, and uh, uh, all the best to you guys. I hope you guys are a big, big, big success. Just stay, stay at it, stay yeah. at it, and uh, I think you'll be okay. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. Real talk. Well, you know what it is, man. It's your boy Big Cali, your boy Kelly Kell. Stream have the rare Argo Millennials. Y'all better figure this shit out, man. <laughs> yeah, man. This is our Groomer Radio, man. We out of here. Let's go.
Yo, first things first, visiting the edge of your legs, be the feeling from the words that I said. Ain't touch yet, but you tell me what you wanna. Ain't planned on it, but it's written that we gonna. Gala gala hop on it, hit the gas floating. Might need a mop fuck. Who need a flower when you got a floor? Shoot blowing dimes, but I got a four. Shoot out a line, blowing mine with no mind for. I ain't moving back, going to that old world Left it all, even some gold for my old girls I always told them one day you get old, girl So when I'm gone, just put this on and see me shine, girl In a day's work, had you in a day's off Spending many days on, trying to get your game strong I can never be the target that you aim on Close but no cigar, now we can't smoke Argoon Radio, brought to you by UTB Worldwide. Download our app, available in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. It's just a lifestyle. Don't trip. 